Villas Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Allow us at this time to bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being just that a good, good Father. Thank you for the example that you have given us through Jesus as he walked this earth. Lord, I pray that we can encourage one another to continue to follow his example. Not only just as fathers, but as individuals, as we can share the gospel message, this good news of salvation. I pray that you use us here at Villa's Grace to do just that with the people that you have put into our life. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're continuing that sermon series, testing our assurance, but we're putting it on hold just for a moment this morning. And the reason why is because it is Father's Day. We're going to take a little pause and we're going to see what Scripture has to say about true biblical leadership. And when we think of a true biblical leadership, I think it's safe to say that everyone appreciates a leader who is willing to roll their sleeves up. Somebody who's willing to get down and get dirty, not just point out what needs to be done, but also be willing to do what it is that needs to be done. And this is precisely what Alexander the Great did. As you look at this battle scene that depicts one of Alexander the Great's victories on the battlefield, he was a leader. He was what somebody would say would be the quintessential leader. See, Alexander the Great was a Macedonian king. At a very young age, he took over the empire. He conquered what would be known from modern-day India all the way to Pakistan and all this land in between. He was able to accomplish this because of his leadership. See, he was known to have vision. He was known to have precise execution. He treated others as though they were part of the team that he was on. He looked at himself as being a team member. See, Alexander the Great was a great leader because he did not rest on his laurels. Not only did he not rest on his laurels, but he trained and developed future leaders. And most importantly, when it comes to Alexander the Great's leadership and the reason why he was able to accomplish all that he accomplished was because he was not afraid to roll his sleeves up. He literally led his army from the front lines. And if you look at this illustration that we have here, he is right there in the middle, in the thick of the battle, rolling his sleeves up, leading his men from the front. Gentlemen, on Father's Day today, be encouraged in the model set forth by Alexander the Great. Somewhere throughout the course of history, his leadership has trickled down. And we can be encouraged in these things. We can be encouraged, though, in some different ways. We can be encouraged to pray for vision. 
We can be encouraged to pray for execution and how to execute when we need to. We can pray that we treat others like teammates. I hope we don't rest on our laurels. And I hope that we train and develop future leaders. Be encouraged, gentlemen, to roll your sleeves up, to lead from the front lines. But however, do not be encouraged by Alexander the Great entirely. That would be a mistake. After all, he did think he was God. In fact, he thought he was the son of Zeus. But there is one who we can be encouraged in entirely. And this brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. The leader's example. The leader's example. Today we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 24. So I'll give you a moment to turn in your Bibles to Colossians 3, chapter, chapter 3, verses 18 through 24. This isn't just about the dads today. As we look at this text this morning, I don't want you to think, well, I got up this morning and it's happy Father's Day, so we're going to make it all about the dads. Sorry, fellas. This isn't just about the dads. What this is about this morning is true biblical leadership. Now, does that include the dads, the fathers? You better believe it does. But is it limited to just the fathers? No. As men, as husbands, no matter our status, there are others involved. We are all part of a team. We all play a role. There is a hierarchy, but the hierarchy exists with other members of the team. So let's read and keep those things in mind as we see this in Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 24. Wives, submit to your husbands as fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and do not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Amen. To sum these verses up this morning, we're going to say this. Real men lead by the example set by Jesus. It's that simple. You want to be a real man? Well, then you need to understand that real men lead by the example set by Jesus Christ. That's a bold statement. So let's ask this question. What example did Jesus Christ set for us? If I want to be a real man, 
if I want to participate in true biblical leadership, what example did Jesus Christ set for me in order to partake in this leadership? Quite simply, he showed us that obedience despite the justice or injustice of authority. He showed us obedience despite the justice or injustice of the authority. And we're going to break that down this morning. But first, I want you to take a look at Cleopatra. What do you know about Cleopatra? Have you heard of Cleopatra before? See, because we, we started off with Alexander the Great, didn't we? A man's man, leading from the front lines. But we know that leadership's not limited to just men, correct? And I think Cleopatra is an awesome example in history of that for us. So what do you know about Cleopatra? Well, I'll tell you what I know. I know that she held power over powerful men of her day. See, she became queen of Egypt in 51 BC. She had the attention of Julius Caesar himself. Therefore, she had influence not only in her kingdom, but she had influence of the Roman Empire. She held the attention of the Roman general, Mark Antony. She ruled Egypt while simultaneously influencing Rome, some of the most powerful, powerful dynasties of their day. She was known for forging political alliances. Gentlemen, still to this day, still to this day, we must not forget and you're going to notice this morning that I'm going to address the men in this room specifically. So we must not forget, still, to this day, women play a very significant role in the lives of their male counterparts. Can I get an amen for that, ladies? Ladies, come on, I just gave you, I throw you a bone, can I get an amen? See, this is because men and women are equal with varying roles. Men and women are equal. It's just that their roles and their authority is varying. See, men and women are equally made from the dirt of the earth. However, however, don't get ahead of yourself, ladies. Adam was made first, then Eve. See, Eve was made from the rib of Adam. And then Adam came to know Eve, which actually means... The birds came to know the bees. And you guys can figure that one out. Then along comes Cain. Then comes Abel. See, do you recognize what's being described here? This is from Scripture. Do you understand what Scripture is telling us? We see the start of a biblical human hierarchy. Gentlemen, God made Adam first on purpose. It wasn't an accident. He purposely made Adam first. Which is why the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, and this is very important for us to understand, and this is our conviction here at Villa's Grace. Plenty of churches in the Fort Myers area that do not hold this conviction. 
That's fine. But our conviction is this, and it's what Paul writes to Timothy. He says this. He says, let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Church, do you know what this is telling us? Do you know what this is telling us by the words that Paul wrote to Timothy? You know what's being said here? Women have great influence over men. That's what this is telling us. Which is why... In a sinful world, Cleopatra had power over powerful men. So, are men and women made equally from the same piece of real estate? You better believe they are. Adam was made from the dirt and Eve was made from his rib. Therefore, biblically speaking, do they share in the same roles? No. Do they share in the same authority? No. And with this being said, gentlemen, never underestimate. Never flex your authoritative muscle on or undervalue the opinion or viewpoint, the influence of the woman in your life. And the same goes for your children. And remember, after all, the Lord used the woman to give birth to Jesus. So as we look at this text and break it down this morning on Father's Day, it's not just about the men. This is about all of us. Let's see this here, verses 18 through 21 again. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Where do you think our spiritual true colors shine the brightest? I mean, the truth about who we really are behind closed doors. Where do you think those spiritual true colors shine the brightest? Our relationships with those who we're really close with, whether it's husband and wife, son to father, son to mother, mother to father, mother to daughter, for those of you who are not married, this is the most true with the person you have that closest relationship with. And that's the reason why we're not just saying this is about the fathers. See, it does say here, though, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Why do you think this is fitting in the Lord? Why do you think this is fitting in the Lord? Because God created Adam and then Eve. For the ladies who are married, who are with us today, for the ones who will one day be married, for those of you that are not married, whether it's your husband or another relationship, especially if it's a male figure in your life with influence, submit in equality, not inequality. We want to submit in equality as equals. And you could submit as an equal to somebody else, but never sell yourself short and submit in inequality. After all, again, who is the leader's example? 
The leader's example is Jesus who submitted to the Father as an equal person of the Trinity. This was his obedience despite the injustice. Obedience is much easier when it's justified, isn't it? It's easy to be submissive to somebody's authority if there's justice behind it. But if there's injustice, we almost want to say, well, that's not fair. Is that what Jesus said? Did Jesus say it wasn't fair? So are you starting to recognize how we're being encouraged in biblical leadership? Now, how about you that were once married to a husband? Maybe you're no longer married. Be an encouragement to the other ladies in this. Encourage other women in what you learned while you were in that relationship. And I know what some of you are thinking right now. Some of you are thinking, well, you just don't get it, Pastor Matt. I was pretty crummy in that relationship. I, I didn't, you know, make the best decisions. Things didn't end the best. There's some collateral damage. I got some baggage because of this relationship. I'm not asking you to be perfect. Christ isn't asking us to be perfect. I'm asking you, I'm encouraging you to be an encouragement in what you learned. Sometimes we go through things to teach others. Even if the relationship wasn't good, you can still be an encouragement to another young lady that may just be prevented from going through that or maybe the Lord brings somebody in your life who's going through what you went through and you can help them. All of it's nonsense if you don't think you can be an encouragement. If you let your past get in the way, you're allowing fear, as we sang this morning, to be a liar. And ask yourself this, when that does happen, what did the Lord teach me about him as I went through what it was that I went through? Because if you learn something about him, you can teach him and his work to somebody else. And don't worry, nobody's marriage is June and Ward Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver. Nobody's. This isn't 1950s sitcom television that we're living here. Our lives are in color. HD, 4K. In fact, we know our dirt pretty good, don't we? Do you know how we know all of this is true? How we can say this? How we can say that nobody's marriage is like June and Ward Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver? Do you want to know how we know this is true? It's because verse 18 and verse 19, as you look at these two verses that we start off with this morning on your screen, go together like something that's lost and found. They go together like bait and tackle. The Apostle Paul is saying, wives, submit to your husbands. And now he's saying in verse 19, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Why? Well, Wives need to be reminded to respectfully allow their husbands to lead. Now, that doesn't mean that he rules over you with an iron fist. It doesn't mean that you don't have influence. You have a tremendous amount of influence in his life, but you need to allow him to lead. Now, husbands, gentlemen, men in general, whether you're married or not, the authority that you have in your life and especially husbands, 
What Paul's saying right here is, don't be a jerk in verse 19. Church, the Holy Spirit is writing this through Paul. And we can't forget that. What's being written here this morning is by the Holy Spirit, and he's using Paul and his experiences and what he wants him to say. And we can't forget that because Paul didn't have a wife of his own. Paul didn't have any children of his own. Therefore, these words apply to all of us. Whether you're married, whether you're not married, whether you're widowed, whether you're divorced, or if you have children but have never been married. That's why we don't care about the past. We care about where we're going. We repent from the past and put our eyes on the future with Jesus. Because biblical obedience begins from the beginning. And that's what's important. And that's why we can be an encouragement. And this is why verse 20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. It's never too late. No matter what we've been through, there are children that we can be encouragements to in this. And I know it's not easy, especially for you parents who still have young children. And let me tell you, our strong-willed nine-year-old little Reese, she can make my spiritual true colors shine bright. The Lord gave her fiery red hair for a reason. As a father, I must remind myself of verse 21. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Men, do not let your sinfulness get the best of you. Because when it does, others are led away from the good news of salvation through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Therefore, We need to submit our lives to him. We need to be obedient to him. Men, also, love the women in your life and love them well. Do not be harsh with them as it says. Do not be a jerk. Finally, we have to be patient with our children, and that is so difficult. They will push us to the brink. But even here, we can be an encouragement to the children and the students that we have at Villa's Grace. It's not just the fathers on Father's Day. I wish Mother's Day and Father's Day was really a day of true biblical leadership. It was an opportunity for us to reflect on our roles within the hierarchy that God has established. Because we need to be the leader's example that leads us towards Christ. The example that Jesus has set for us. And after all, he's been pretty patient with us, hasn't he? He's been patient with us in our lives despite our sinfulness. So you know what these four verses are really telling me when I look at them? When I look at these four verses, you know what's really being said? We need to live and lead our lives like they are completely dependent upon Him. I'm one bad decision away from death. 
That's how dependent I need to remind myself that I am on Jesus. Because without him, we are hopelessly weakened by our sinfulness. On our own, we'll deal with our wives harshly. On our own, we'll impatiently be quick to anger and discourage our children. On our own, we substitute being a real man with false bravado. Do you want to be a real man, gentlemen? Do you want to be a real man? Do you want to be a church of real men? Ladies, do you want to go to a church where there are real men? You should say, I go to a church and there's real men there. Men who know this. Real men, as we've said about these verses this morning, real men lead by the example set by Jesus Christ. That's what real men do. They lead by the example that's set forth by Jesus Christ. That's why we're asking this question this morning then. What example did Jesus Christ set for us? He was obedient despite the justice or injustice of the authority. And we're going to get into that right now. Expanding upon the equality of men and women in their differing roles of authority. And not to forget obedience within justice and injustice. Take a look at this comprehensive compensation chart depicting the annual earnings of men compared to Asian women, white women, black women, and Hispanic women. Does this indicate these women work less hard? Because if you look at this chart, I don't see equal pay. Do you see equal pay? So does it mean that these women aren't working hard enough to earn their keep? Do they work less hard? Does this indicate then that these women should work less hard on purpose? Is that what we should be encouraging? Speaking of working hard, this isn't limited to women alone. I remember the first barber shop that I worked in, it was a blue collar slash white collar shop, so that means we had everything in between. We had the guys coming in that had been working hard all day, apologizing for how dirty they were from their jobs, all the way to the business execs. And when the guys came in dirty and would apologize to me when they sat in my chair, I would always say, hey, man, just proves you can pay for the haircut at the end. See, I learned a lesson when I was in that shop. Everybody's money spends the same. But not everybody gets paid the same depending on how hard they work. Some guys worked really hard and got little for it. And some guys didn't have to work as hard and got a lot for it. See, things aren't equal. And we can't start assuming that things should be. That's the mistake that we make from the beginning. And unfortunately, and I do stress unfortunately, pay for women in the United States has been unfair. Hopefully, that's beginning to change. However, do you know what's more important for us to know? Life's not fair. Life is not fair. 
gentlemen, please remember this. Please remember the unique position the Lord has placed you in. Recognize your, your ability to lead others in the leader's example. Once again, we're reminded how to lead others under the guidance of the ultimate leader in verses 22 through 24, where the Lord's word states this, bond servants, lest they become discouraged, or excuse me, bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and do not for men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Think of the term bond servants as employees, when we see that in the text this morning. An employee-to-employer situation is actually being described here for us in the culture in which we live in today. And do you see where it says there in the text, it says, I service as people pleasers? Do you, do you see that? This is like saying, don't just work when the boss is looking. Work hard when he is not looking. After all, didn't Jesus go to the cross for those who were looking and those who were not looking upon their own sinfulness. Jesus' death on the cross is as effective for those who don't recognize their sin as it is for those who do. It's just those who do recognize their sin and accept faith in him will receive eternal life. We cannot forget that Jesus went to the cross unjustly. There was injustice in his having to be put on the cross. And this is why it says in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Church, the Lord is always looking, even when others are not. Which is precisely why verse 23 says this, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So does it really matter if your boss is looking? No. It really doesn't matter. Why? We're not working for the man. We're not doing things for the man. We are working. We are doing things. We are serving the Lord. Just like the compensation chart showed, wages are not evenly distributed. Church, God is not concerned with how much you're compensated with now. Your level of compensation now, he's not concerned with that. Gentlemen, your level of compensation now, and I stress now, is not attributed to your effectiveness as the leader of your household. Your effectiveness as a leader is attributed to your knowledge of who it is that you actually work for, who it is that you actually serve, the one who was always looking. Let me ask you a question. 
Did Jesus die for the sin of the world? Yes, he did. So now allow me to ask you another question. If he died for our sin, then are we his authority? Am I Jesus Christ's authority because he died for my sin? No, I'm not his authority. Jesus knew that he operated his obedience under the authority of God. This is why we need to follow the leader's example. He worked for the Father. He served the Father despite the injustice. And see, some of us get caught up in, well, it's not fair. Well, it doesn't matter if it's not fair now. Jesus didn't work for eye service. Jesus didn't work as a people pleaser. Church, Jesus was obedient so that you could, as it says in the text here, receive the inheritance as your reward. So that's why we say it's not about now. So as we've gone through verse 23, I want to read verse 24 as Mike comes up. Verse 24 tells us that knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ. Gentlemen, allow me to encourage you in this. This world, our culture, is systematically defying your authority in Jesus. You lead others toward the eternal inheritance that's found in Jesus. When you submit to his authority, this is what being the leader's example is all about. After all, how will your wife submit to you if you're unwilling to submit and serve him? If others don't see you submitting to the Lord, they won't submit to your leadership. And this isn't just limited to fathers or husbands. It's all of us. We all have a role to play in the hierarchy of the biblical example. For those of you that are not married or do not have biological children, the same goes for you. And you cannot forget this. How can others submit to your leadership if you're unwilling to submit and serve him gentlemen there are so many ways in which we can be the leader's example so many different ways so many different ways that we can be the leader's example and lead others toward our eternal inheritance we just pointed out just a few things that are unfair that are unjust in this world but it's not about now jesus in his example was unjust with what happened to him but he was obedient regardless because of what he knew was to come so it's okay for us to be a little bit alexander the great it's okay for us to have a little bit of vision as we lead it's okay for us to execute with precise execution we can be a good teammate we cannot rest on our laurels we can have that roll your sleeves up mentality. But gentlemen, it all means nothing 
In fact, to a certain degree, it's a losing fight. It's a losing battle. Because this world is systematically defying the authority that we find in Jesus. Men are being led to believe that they're weak. That women, all women, are nothing but Cleopatras that have absolute authority over their lives. And if you think I'm telling you a falsehood, just check out a commercial that's geared towards men. It's going to make a man look weak. That's okay. Because we know a thing or two. We know that if we want to lead according to being a people pleaser or just for way of eye service, it all leads nowhere and it all means nothing unless we understand true leadership and that we know that we're showing others that we're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we know that it's actually leading somewhere. So it's okay to be a little bit Alexander the Great, but Let's strive to be just like Jesus and the example that he showed us despite the injustices that he experienced for us to receive the eternal reward. Which is precisely why we said today that real men lead by the example set by Jesus Christ. That's why we asked the question, what example did Jesus Christ set for us? obedience despite the justice or injustice of the authority lord we are so thankful here at villa's grace for the opportunity to be encouraged by one another for what you are doing in our lives lord i pray that we can share this truth with others we know that we're nothing but sinners who have been saved by the grace and faith in jesus but allow us to be sinners who share that message, carry that message to other sinners who do not know you. We pray all of this in Christ's name who makes this possible. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com. Dot com.